Mrs. Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Today we have a very special guest on our show, my good friend Morgan McMichael. How are you doing today, Morgan? I'm doing so good now that we figured this all out. How are you doing, Peyton? I'm great. Um, also, side note, we had some technical difficulties, so we've been trying to figure it out, but we did it. So we if did anyone it. ever needs like tech help, do not do not ask me or Morgan. <laughs> Don't ask <laughs> us. I've been following Morgan's journey for a while. I saw her first when she started doing Morgan's Minute. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it's awesome reels that she was just killing it on Instagram, spreading the truth. And it was just awesome to be able to like see a topic. She broke it down, made it understandable for like literally anyone. Like if something was going on in the world and I felt like I didn't know, like, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like what is going on with Ukraine? Like Morgan broke it down. So like, that's kind of how I saw her first. She started working with Today is America, and we got connected through that, and she's it's just been incredible to watch her journey grow. Morgan, I know you're at Turning Point now. Tell us how that is going. It has been such an amazing journey over the past year. A lot of people don't know that I've only been working in politics really for about one year, and as soon as I came in, especially from leaving the fashion influencing and kind of like basic Instagram girly uh, realm, and coming into politics was really scary, but honestly the best decision I've ever made. Um, long story short, I got involved with some organizations and just started posting content and evolved in really finding where I belonged in the political world. And I just love right-wing media and being involved to that extent. Fell in love with Turning Point. I was in a chapter and now I'm a contributor for them. So I love my job. I love my life. I've been able to write a ton of articles, travel the country, talk to kids on college campuses. Um, I'm speaking well, I was actually supposed to speak at San Jose State next week, but then they canceled my event. So now I'm figuring all of that out. Um, but overall, I absolutely love it. And being a contributor, it was like, honestly, one of the biggest goals I had on my list was like, I want to be a contributor so bad. and I'm gonna do anything it takes to get there. And so for the fact that it happened this year feels very surreal. <laughs> Yeah, Morgan, that is literally incredible. You have just been so impactful. You're killing it. You're motivated. That is just awesome that you have the drive. Like you really like established your own voice in media. And now you're living like your dream life. You're traveling. You're talking to college students. Like you're truly making such an impact. So what what made you want to change from, you said you were doing fashion influencing before, what made you take that shift and take the leap into doing right-wing commenting? Seeing how polarized the media industry is, is what really was the driving force behind me, because especially during 2020 BLM uh, and the 2020 election, I just saw so many of these big influencers and girls that I've been following for years speak out on the left side. And I was like, where, where are the right wing influencers? Where are the girls that are fashionable and cute and spreading truth um, and not just appealing and bowing down to the left wing narrative? And I was like, I'm not going to share this on my story. I'm not going to share this feminist post. I don't agree with it. I'm not pro-choice. Why would I share this graphic that everyone's sharing about bands off our bodies and all of that? So really at that time period, I was like, I need to say something. And if I don't say something, who will? And that's when I really went down the rabbit hole of finding a lot of other right-wing um, commentators. But I was like, why not add one more? Why not have my perspective? I grew up in California, was silenced practically my whole life until high school and ridiculed for my beliefs and being a church girl. And it just, it wasn't right and nothing felt right until I 
join the side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That is truly incredible. So like you, when you made this switch, you said that you were like doing the fashion influencing. So like, and you were, you lived in California. So I'm sure it was just like very divided. What were others response when you made that shift? I got a lot of hate. I don't even know how many followers I've lost, but I was sitting at about like 16,000 on Instagram right before I switched. And now it may not look like I have a ton of growth. I'm like 21 something. But because of the gain lost, I've gained a ton more comparatively to what I had before. And they're actually more quality followers other than shadow banning and all that stuff that we love big tech for. But um, yeah, the overall response, especially from a lot of people I grew up with in high school, absolutely hate my guts, uh, my sorority. A lot of the girls, even though we were a more conservative chapter, like by how many girls were in the chapter, the more liberal girls had something out to get me. Like they did not like me. There were group chats, there were screenshots spread. Um, they would comment on my Facebook and it got to the point where uh, even one of my sororities nationals advisors was like, you need to take these posts down. And that was a whole can of worms. But yeah, no, the response was not great. People did not like what I had to say, but God willing, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that it's, it's definitely tough when you use your voice and like you have to deal with like the backlash from that. So how do you deal with like the hate? Honestly, my number one piece of advice, which I think a lot of people say, is just ignore it. And I think it's a good piece of advice, but also, eh, because you're always going to look at your comments. You're always going to want to know what people are saying about you. So what I do is I still read my comments, but I let it roll off my back. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to take it in. I want to know what people are saying about me if it's something of uh, substance. But other than that, like, you're going to get hate not just from the left. You're going to get hate from the right because people don't agree with your beliefs, um, and that's what I like about being conservative is you don't have to fit this perfect mold of you're a conservative, where on the liberal side, if you don't fit their perfect mold where you agree with everything in their narrative, then they don't like you. And so you actually are able to be a free thinker, and that's okay for people to disagree with you. And I think once you come to that understanding of I'm going to have my beliefs and the right and the left aren't going to agree with me, that's okay. And you just have to learn to let the comments roll off your back, but still know that people are going to be talking about you no matter what. Yeah. And I feel like this goes for like so many things in life. It's like, not just like even like stepping into the political world, but like, they're going to be, no matter what you do, there's going to be people that like are cheering you on. And there's going to be people that just don't want to see you succeed or like, there's always going to be some sort of hate in the world. So that's just like a good general rule of thumb for any, anyone really. Yeah. And since you've started this journey, have you like felt like you've outgrown relationships because like putting yourself out there and like obviously you have like found success in this and you're so motivated and disciplined in what you do. Have you feel like you like have outgrown relationships and friendships? Absolutely. Friendships come and go. And I am still like I am making fr new friends every single day. But um, friends that like I grew up with uh, left when I moved and then friends and sorority kind of drifted away and some people it's hard having I think a friend be in such a big light on them because whatever I say then reflects my friends um just by being involved and so I know that's a really hard thing for some people to be attached with that and I am completely understanding so yes friends do come and go and 
um, I think my biggest thing in politics is be very careful with who you're trusting with information and about your life and about you because you just really never know who you're talking to and um, it's a very cutthroat industry but there are good people and um, yeah yeah so that that's incredible advice like <laughs> definitely um, so wise and especially you're like new to this, but like you seem like you are like you already have um, so much good information. So like you said, like your sorority like gave you backlash. Like how how did you deal with that? Like were you are you still in college and like did you just like have to drop out of the sorority? Like what did that look like? Like being in college and stepping into politics. That was probably the scariest thing. Is like when I made the decision, especially it was like right when COVID was kind of ending. I didn't get in in the very beginning, so I was very terrified. Um, so right in the beginning, when I made the decision to make that switch was June of 2021. Was it 2021? Yeah, June of 2021 was when I really made that switch. And I wasn't gonna, and I was an alumni in May. So I was posting a bunch of stuff that previous year. And basically, in a nutshell, my sorority, they told me I had to take posts down because I was on our executive board. Um, that girls were complaining about it. They were saying that what I was saying was very hateful because I said I don't condone BLM rioting and that whoever you vote for, I don't care who you vote for. At the end of the day, let's just bring the peace and love America. And I would never wish bad upon a president. And I hope that our country sustains through the next four years. But whoever ends up being president, like, I can still respect you and your views. Um, yeah, so apparently those things were very controversial and not allowed. I had to end up taking down the first one was a BLM post that I had done and it, I mean it had like over 200 comments a ton from girls in my chapter it got reported to nationals and they told me that I needed to remain politically neutral until the end of recruitment season I posted something else girls in the chapter started talking about me behind my back and it became a problem when I was on exec and uh, while on exec I was our recruitment vice president so I kind of needed to have that equal level of respect. And after that, I ended up staying in the sorority and staying silent for a whole two semesters, pretty much my senior year. I stayed quiet, didn't really post a whole lot outside of little things on Facebook and Instagram story here and there. Uh, still had girls talking bad about me, but I wasn't living in the college. Like I wasn't in the college environment. I was living at home for COVID. So then um, May came around when I was supposed to become an alumni. I went up, I drove up to my school to go through like our alumni ceremony. And I remember I was just given the cold shoulder by a lot of girls and they were not happy that I had shown up there. And a lot of the people in my pledge class were very respectful and they had known me the longest, but a lot of girls in the chapter who had been like doing the comments saying they wouldn't say anything to my face. I mean, you like hugs goodbye that was the last time I would see these girls probably for if not forever a really long time and was just given just very much disrespect and we don't like you it was very evident there um so I left my alumni ceremony and about three weeks after I posted on Instagram saying like thank you to my sorority for everything you've done like I've loved the last four years I posted me at a turning point event at YWS uh, nothing really serious, just a picture of me at a conference, and then I just kept posting and never stopped. Wow, that is incredible. I mean, like, especially, like, in, 
today's like today's culture in today's day and age especially like being a college student i feel like it is so difficult to speak your political beliefs because like they do try to silence you like especially like i would assume especially in a sorority like i was when i was in college like i had like i was a liberal and like it was just because like the environment that i was in like my professors like just obviously leaned to the left i took like a lot of social studies classes social sciences um, so like I just like completely believed what I, the the narrative that they were selling me that like I was a victim that we were all victims and that like we it was the government's fault like the government needed to do better and like I truly believe that so I feel like college is such a hard environment to like not conform to groupthink and it's really difficult to like just like speak your mind like even if it's like something is so little and minute it's just like some like literally just posting about your morals and values is just like not okay anymore people get super upset and it's very conflicting so like completely understand that and it's just it's a shame because like college should be a time for you to like like they are like oh college is like that's you know that's how they market it like oh you're gonna be able to find yourself and like it's a whole four years like you're gonna find who you are but like it wasn't until after college that I found who I was like the college was like very a very lost four years of my life like never once did I feel like I was like found like it was just very difficult it was a not a great environment to like grow in like they market it and like after college and I'm like wow I can like finally like speak my mind and speak my belief but it is very much groupthink and it is really really hard and I feel bad for like these kids too because it's not getting any better no it's not getting any better college is becoming the indoctrination station literally like so is that like yeah, it's a turning point. Like, you get to go on these college campuses, right? And just, like, how does that feel to, like, be able to, like, give back to, like, these students and, like, let them have a platform to speak? It is very different and interesting now being on this side of college and not directly in college as a student. Um, so when I go on campuses, a lot of what I do is just go around asking kids questions. I get to meet the chapters. And it is so eye-opening to just pull random college students on the side of the quad and say hey can I ask you a question and hearing their responses because it really proves our point of this groupthink mentality in colleges there's kids so afraid to speak out even if it's just like saying they're a Christian or saying like I believe that yeah there's we abortion shouldn't be legal but kids are so scared of not just what their professors think, but what their friends think, what their fraternity or sorority thinks, whatever student organization they're in. They're so terrified to say anything because they just want to get through. And a lot of people also don't care. And I think that's something so lost in our society is you should care. But then what happens is the left has done, honestly, a phenomenal job at getting in the college, getting boots on the ground and being able to impression these impressionable age groups of kids um to think how they want them to think and basically be a it's the woke mob if you don't believe what we believe then um we don't like you and so interviewing these kids it's very eye-opening to see that these so-called college education they know nothing about history or what is going on in our country um i was doing an interview at university of or indiana university about columbus day and versus indigenous people's day and what people's thoughts are on that and very widely understood was no columbus was a very bad man it's good statues are being removed and 
we need to recognize indigenous people. And, you know, I agree. I think we should recognize indigenous people. But the fact that people are pro removing history and statues, rewriting history books and just creating this whole new history is it's sad. There's such a lack of American pride and true education and being able to be a free thinker. Yeah, definitely. And I think that like, again, there's like, these kids do not respect our culture or history or morals or values or the constitution. Like the things that built our country, people just think that we should erase it because it's, it's uh, like just wrong. You're a bigot if you think that the constitution like is, should withstand. And it's just really sad. And I think that we can see this like in literally like whatever is trending on the internet, whatever's trending in Hollywood, like it's so toxic and it's just so far away from like our culture. And like, I think that you can see like when Lizzo was twerking with James Madison's crystal flute that like, there's no respect for American history. Like people thought that that was like funny. They're like, wow, that's so good that she did that. Like she really showed him like, this is American history. And like, whether you like it or not, we can't erase it. We can't take down every statue because we feel that it was racist, but like history is history. Like you just, you just cannot erase it. And the, the people that are trying to do this to like delete, right? Like to, they think that if they like take down these statues and change everything about history, like it's going to delete racism. And, and it's just like, <laughs> yes, it happened, but it's just, yeah. And it's just really sad to see that these kids like don't respect like how our country grew to be the way it was. Because like at one point, like we did live in the freest country that there ever was and like it still is the freest but like it's getting we're like in hot waters right now and I think that like people need to understand and like feel the gratitude towards our freedom and where our country came from there's such a lack of respect for living in America and a lack of perspective most of the people that I talk to they just don't have perspective they've lived in America their entire lives they've gone to school completely paid for they hop on a bus or their parents drive them to school parents have jobs and even like here's a piece of information that's i think find so fascinating in america if you make more than fifty thousand dollars you are in the top one percent globally because in america wow. yeah stuff is expensive and you want to maintain this lifestyle that you can't afford and that's why they do mobilize credit cards and all of that bs um and basically saying you have to idolize celebrities and look like them instead of again thinking for yourself and so america has turned into this place where you are greedy all you want is money and you're chasing after something that you'll never get and it's sad to see yes. that in society there's just no perspective of the real world or even perspective on being like again like having that gratitude for what you do have there's none of that um and I think that's a lot of, like, my platform and, like, what I'm trying to do is show that perspective, be a voice, and say, look, why don't you just reevaluate your life? And, look, there's more to life than idolizing celebrities and buying fancy clothes. Like, I love fashion more than anybody else, but m recently, after traveling, I was in Israel on a trip with Turning Point and seeing just the religious dedication and the culture, and, and it's like I'm in the middle of the Middle East. And seeing how happy people are with 
sometimes the bare minimum in life and having almost nothing, but they are so much happier than Americans. And it's because Americans are always chasing after something instead of actually being appreciative for what they do have in life. Um, yeah, it's just a perspective in America is so lost. Yeah, and that's incredible. I'm, like, so happy that you got to go to Israel because it looked beautiful, but also just, like, seeing another culture and coming back here, you feel like you have, like, such a respect for what we have as Americans. And, like, when people talk about, like, the old American dream, not the new American dream, but, like, what it was before just, like, family and, like, having stability and, like, truly just, like, having something so wholesome. Like, we've just come so far. Like, that is not the American dream anymore. Like, that's not the case. If you said that that was the American dream, people would just be like, you're a bigot. Um, so it's just, <laughs> it's come so far. And I think it's, like, it does come down to, like, people want, like, something so immediate. And, like, they just want something, like, they, they don't think long-term happiness. They want something that's going to bring them joy for, like, a few minutes. But that goes away so fast. And we don't have the respect for our country. We don't have the respect for ourselves. We don't have respect for other people anymore. Although that's the libs, that's like their whole platform, right? Like we accept everyone. We love everyone. Except if you think something different, we hate you and we'll cancel you. So it doesn't make any sense at all. It's hypocritical, but like they're actually the most hateful people. And like, I do think it comes down to like, you cannot find happiness externally. Like you're not going to find it from someone accepting your pronouns. That's not happiness. Like, if that's if you think that someone else accepting your pronouns or like accepting whatever you identify as that's going to make you happy like you have a severe problem like there's something wrong with you if you're like if that's how you find your happiness from external validation it's really really sad and like unfortunately like that's where our country our country has come to people want external validation people want things and like they want like influence they want followers on instagram they want to like do tiktok dances and like have everyone want them and like it's turned into like such a toxic society like if you take a step back and look from it like people just like it's greed it's selfishness it's insanity and like we've just come so far away from like grassroots and like it's it's wild it's actually very scary when you just take a step back so i think that like what you're doing here morgan it's just so important like and especially just like being able to go to these college campuses like I know that like some conservatives and like even some liberals are like it's it's so far like we're so far gone like there's no saving us like it's it's too far culture there's no way turning of turning this around but I think that like you being able to like go speak to these college kids and like it it truly is like the little things and like I don't I'm not like I know that like we're not in a good plane in America but I do think that it's like something like like the little things that are going to turn around I don't think that like we can't change this like I do think that like we can make America great again and like bring people back down to earth and like have values but like it's going to like it's really going to just take like a lot of the conservative people that like have not been speaking up to speak up like we need everyone like actually in this fight instead of just like people wiping their hands clean and saying they don't care and like it's not my problem like I'll be dead by the time this all blows up and like it'll just happen like after I'm gone and like I won't have to deal with it which like a lot of people say that they're like it's not my problem like it's gonna be my like my kids problems which I'm just like okay it defeats the purpose so like I think that like it's just going to take conservatives want it like you are going to like have to put your money where your mouth is and speak up and get involved because like we we really do need everyone we don't need silent conservatives like we need more people like morgan who are just going to like use their voices like you are so young morgan how old are you i'm 23 <laughs> literally just turned 23 this year okay 
23 years old. Like, you have such an amazing career. You have made such an impact already. Like, it is, like, absolutely incredible how much that you've done at such a young age, and you have such an amazing career ahead of you. So, like, if you're 23 and you, like, are willing to do everything that you've done to get here, like, that you're leading such an amazing example, especially, like, for these young women, too, that, like, are like oh, okay like I'm, I'm scared to use my voice because i feel like it's like women aren't victims but like it is like a little different because like yeah. men just think that maybe you don't know so much about politics so like speaking up in a room especially with men in it and being like raising your hand and being like actually i do know about politics and i want to use my voice for that like so you being able to do that like it's like literally leadership abilities people look up to that so i think it's incredible and we need more people like you to just like get out there risk everything not care what people think because we live in such a world that like people just care what everyone thinks yeah. and like it's very refreshing to see someone that's your age that came from fashion influencing that was willing to lose their followers to speak up so i applaud you <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> incredible so so like you you're 23 you've already made such an amazing career for yourself what is like your end goal do you think I, my end goal is the American dream. I want a big white house and I want a family and I want some pets and I want a husband. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the ultimate dream. Um, I obviously I will be in politics, I think, for the rest of my life, whether I'm, I'm a mommy blogger and I'm just talking about how this is affecting my kids and my family or if I have a new show, who knows what God has in store for the future. But I think uh, the number one thing that I will always do for the rest of my life is encourage conversation. Just like you said, it's so many conservatives feel like they can't speak out, and but it is time for them to speak out. And I know it's not possible, especially for those working in corporate America, those in college who at the most at that time in their life, the most important thing is grades. They want to get their paychecks when they're in, cor in the corporate world. But you never know who you're sitting next to. Your cubicle buddy may be a free thinker and have the exact same views as you on whatever it may be, and you don't know because you've never even opened that door to conversation. And I'm not saying you need to go down all the rabbit holes right when you meet somebody, but you never know where that relationship could even be so much bigger and better. Um, I've just heard so many stories of people in the corporate world so scared to say anything, but then when they do say something, all of a sudden there's 20 people around them that are like, me too, me too, me too, but I was too scared to say something. And we need to break out of that shell and not create a more polarizing world, but just open the door to conversation. So I will continue doing that for the rest of my life and telling everybody I know, have a conversation about it. Do you love America? Do you love your freedom? Let's talk about it. It can be something so basic, but... Who knows? Who knows what the future has in store? But where I'm at right now, I absolutely love doing what I do, and I know that it's going to be in politics and communications for the rest of my life. Oh, I love to hear it, um, and I always ask this to anyone who's on my show. So, I, my audience, like obviously, we it's like mainly women. If you could give advice to like any young woman who is like struggling to just like take that leap and use their voice, what is like one thing that you would say to them? Uh, I would say be fearless. Reach out to people that you're close with and really talk to them. I know for me, I talked to my mom before I did all of this. I uh, even DM'd a couple of girls in the political space that I looked up to. I know people reach out to me all the time and I'll respond and help give them advice on what to do. Um, pray about it, absolutely. And I would just say do something even if it doesn't seem like it's a big thing to you and it's not like 
I'm walking up on a stage and going to give a talk at my school, um, just have a conversation with somebody. You never know. Your best friend. Just bring it up one day and be like, hey, isn't it crazy what's going on in the world right now? And just see what it, where it goes because you never know where one conversation work may lead. Oh, I love that. Well, Morgan, it has truly been delightful to have you on my podcast. You have such an amazing story and you are just like truly such an inspiration. Like literally, I'm like so proud and like I've watched you grow like this year and it's just been incredible. Like you are truly killing it. I'm just so ex excited to see where God takes you this year and where your career is going to go. And I'm just excited to see all the lives that you impact. So thank you so much for coming in and speaking. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to Girls Gone Right.